Hello, all you Politipop heads, and happy Loki Day to you. I know that I usually uh, say I'm going to post these on Mondays, but I never do. Um, things always happen, and, you know, we just end up releasing the episodes whenever we can. So this one will actually be a same-day record, for me at least. Uh, Ty was on top of his stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and, and a same-day release as well. So this is Mike Booch, co-host of the Politipop podcast, coming back at you with another mini-review for Disney Plus's Loki. This is going to be for Episode 4, The Nexus Event. And uh, for those of you who are new to it, the Politipop Podcast is a podcast where we read between the lines of our favorite pop culture media and discuss the social and political themes within. The mini-reviews here are supposed to be a little lighter and less, uh, you know, less dense, less packed with, uh, you know, opinions and observations about politics and social issues, but I gotta do it. This this episode's gonna be the one, folks. And I also want to mention that when we record these mini-reviews, if this is your first time listening to one, that Ty and myself don't record them at the same time. As a matter of fact, we barely even discuss what we thought about the episode before we record these mini-reviews. Uh, so I'm recording mine without really knowing his thoughts, and he's recording he's recorded his without knowing mine. And here we go, the Nexus event. This is definitely uh, an LGBTQIA plus narrative. Uh, sp- specifically, I'm seeing like a trans uh, transgender narrative here uh, because we have this episode starting off with with Sylvie talking about how her Nexus event, the thing that she did to to be a variant, wasn't even under her control. She was just born, for lack of a better word, wrong. Loki is apparently never supposed to be born as a woman, but this version was. And that was her only crime. And, uh, you know, she's she's basically been hunted because she's not natural, because she's not supposed to exist. But really, it's because she's different. The people who are telling her that she's not natural and the people that are who are telling her that she's not supposed to exist, we end up finding out aren't even people themselves by the end of the episode. We end up finding out that... Uh, that 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 the TVA, I mean, we've had our you know our suspicions for a while is is a sham, is a hoax, if you will, and uh, and that they have been uh, stocking all of their all of their uh, TVA members and and workers and and you know cops and patrolmen or whatever have you, the hunters with variants, all humanoid for some reason. Uh, throughout the vast multiverse, we only grabbed humanoids. Uh, which is interesting. Well, you know, but that probably tells us, like, who is behind it. Is it somebody who is humanoid themselves? We'll find out in episode five. As a matter of fact, right after I record this, I'm probably going to watch episode five. Uh, so those of you who are enjoying it today, you know, we'll see We'll see if we get those answers. Uh, but I want to go back to this, because when we do talk about uh, what it means to be part of the LGBTQIA plus community and... Um, you know, specifically, there's there's always this this idea of, uh, especially when you talk about religion, that that being gay is a choice, or or even being trans is a choice. These are all choices that we make, and it's all just, uh, you know, it's based on our sexual proclivities, and that's not the case. We have Loki, the variant, who has made a choice. He grabbed the tesseract, and that's what made him a variant. But Sylvie was just born the way she was born, and because of that, has had to live a life of hiding and she and, and she says and this is really heartbreaking she says that wherever she went you know she she wasn't supposed to be wherever she went she would spark a nexus event and they would always find her so where can she go to survive 
to the end of the world. Imagine that. Imagine a life where you have to go to the end of the world in order to live and anyone you come into contact with always dies. Nobody ever makes it out except for you. You're going from place to place all alone. Uh, you know, that's, uh, unfortunately, that is the reality for a lot of people, you know, especially, especially trans youth uh, growing up. You know, it's always brought up that like, oh, well, look at the high rates of depression and suicide among trans people. You know, it can't be right to be trans. While they completely discount the, the reason that the, the rates of suicide are so high and the rates of, of depression are so high and other mental health issues. And it's because of the society that oppresses these people. So here we see the TVA is that society. The TVA are enforcing laws they don't even know why they exist. They just accept it. When Ravona is asked about what Sylvie even did to upset the sacred timeline, all, you know, she says doesn't matter. She doesn't even remember. So, you know, that was, that was, that was rough. Uh, but, uh, but wow, you know, I, I, I really like that, that idea of it. You know, I think, I think that is really the narrative, not just showing that Loki is quote unquote fluid. Uh, you know, uh, you know, his, his sex is fluid. Uh, you know, I think that, or there, I'm going to refer to Loki as, as a, as a he in this one. You know, also, I do think it's interesting that, uh, the TVA always refers to them as variants. Also, it's a way to undermine their humanity. You know, they say the variant, the variant, you know, very rarely are they going to actually use their names. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll listen in the next episode. I haven't really paid attention to whether or not they're using certain pronouns. Uh, but uh, yeah, we also have this moment. So we see that uh, Loki and Sylvie are left on Lamentus uh, to lament uh, in their in their inevitable doom. And I, I really love this moment, too, because I just think there's something beautiful about learning to love yourself. And at the end of all things, Loki finally learns to love himself. And, you know, he and Sylvie have this connection. Uh, and when I say himself, I mean Sylvie. Because Loki and Sylvie, you know, are the same, more or less. They're, they're definitely cut from the same cloth, even though they've had two very different life experiences. Um, and also not so different, right? He says that Loki's, you know, we're, <laughs> we're destined to lose, but, you know, we're, we're destined to survive, and that is, you know, that that's really beautiful, too, that um, just because you have a life full of losing, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have wins. It doesn't mean that you're not going to survive and you're not going to move forward and press on and be resilient. And, um, you know, really, that's that's what makes a, a hero. Right. That's what heroes do, as Loki's brother Thor would say. And, uh, you know, and that's Thor's whole arc in the in the MCU. So it's you know, it's nice to finally see, uh, you know, a similar arc. Uh, happening here anyway yeah i thought that was super poetic they're looking into each other's eyes and uh you know they finally get saved when we get back to the tva we see that b15 is looking shook she has a moment where she actually takes sylvie back to the uh back to the hurricane event and uh man wumi masaku is one of the best investments they made for this show as an actor because they could have filmed a flashback with her but no they were like we're gonna put you in the rain we're gonna blade runner you right now you know, uh, you know, the, the tears of blood speech or whatever it was. And and you're going to just close your eyes and remember a thing and you're going to cry. Uh, so so way to go. Just getting her in this and letting her act. Um, you know, we also see that Loki doesn't want to be alone. He's he's putting this whole uh, flashback uh, loop with 
uh, with or a memory loop, as it, as it might be called, with Lady Sif, until he's broken down so much that he finally accepts that he is a worm of a man and he is not worthy of love. And, you know, once again, just heartbreaking, right? Like, you know, this is the TVA that's, that's making him believe this. Uh, you know, that... You know, I think it's something we all kind of believe at a, at a certain point. If any of you have ever been down on yourselves or have had low self-esteem or, or, or just, you know, moments of crises that, you know, we do, we we are pretty hard on ourselves. And it might be easier to just accept, guess what, I'm meant to be alone. I'm not meant to be with anyone. And, you know, I, I don't deserve it. That's the other part, too. Loki feels that he, you know, he doesn't deserve it. And, uh, and, you know, this is where I'm finally starting to believe that he is becoming a more humble and altruistic Loki. This is this is the turn for me. Not him all of a sudden decide deciding to fight alongside Sylvie and, and tell jokes with her and share share memories. Um, you know, and uh, we see Mobius. He went like full cop on Loki while he was interrogating him. Really manipulated his emotions. Pretty messed up stuff. Uh, but you know, finally he you know he 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 listens to what Loki has to say. Discovers that he's being lied to. And what's beautiful is that he is able to accept Loki and he tells him that he that Loki can be whatever he wants to be. And I thought that that was great because isn't like that's really what, you know, if we go back to this to this to this trans narrative, to this LGBTQIA plus narrative that. Really, all you want is for society to be like, yeah, be you. That's it. You know, it's not it's not like a lot of people think, oh, you know, all these all these freaks are coming out of nowhere and asking for all these special things and blah, 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 which is just not the case. Uh, Hopefully they feel a little safer now to be able to make themselves known instead of just, uh, you know, dying, not getting to live their full lives like so many generations before them have, because this, you know, this isn't new, but also. It's just about asking for the same right to life that everybody else has. That's it. And when we look at these characters, right, isn't that what Sylvie wants? Like, her whole campaign against the TVA is technically self-defense. That if they had never intervened in her life, she would have gone on to live it the way she was supposed to. Uh, so, you know, just finally getting to hear from Mobius saying, like, listen, you can be whatever you want to be. That was, that was great for me. Uh, and then uh, shortly after, he gets pruned which is pretty messed up, but I think we're going to see that there is another Mobius, uh, you know, who's working with Ravona, you know, possibly another, another time variant, because she has said, you're not the only analyst I have working for me, you know, there's the rings that he left from his drink on her, on her furniture in the office, and, you know, he says he doesn't remember leaving them, so I, I do think there's, there's another Mobius, but we won't find that out in this episode, because there's this fight scene that happens when Hunter B-15 comes in, and and uh, you know she gets knocked out promptly after throwing a sword to uh, to to Sylvie. I don't understand why they just can't let her fight. Come on, like she, you know, she got knocked out when they were in the rocks cart uh, store. You know, I I just I feel like she's really she's a great actor. She's a force to be reckoned with. She has such great presence. Uh, you know, maybe maybe she has like health issues. You know, the actor where like where she can't fight. But even then, like Sylvie's actor was pregnant the whole time she was filming too. So. You know, we'll see. We'll see what plays out. You know, either way, I, I do like seeing her act. This fight scene at the end in the timekeeper's chamber was uh, atrociously choreographed. 
Uh, you know, it, it had its moments. You know, who doesn't love a good old chamber fight scene just out of Star Wars, right? Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, two people teaming up, two unlikely allies to take on the, you know, take on the man, take on the real bad guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this, this leads to one of the timekeepers being decapitated by Sylvie. And we find out that, that they're actually androids, that this whole thing is probably more of a farce than we thought it was. And just before Loki can tell Sylvie how he feels about her, he also gets pruned. And instead of I, this, I know for a fact Ty didn't like, and I completely agree with him on this one. Uh, uh, seeing in the post credits that Loki is still alive in another world. That was a little, yeah. you know, while I did love seeing the alternate Lokis and I'm all in, I'm like, let's get weird. Let's get even weirder with this show. I'm for it. Let's do it. Uh, but I would have liked a week of theorizing, right? A week of, wow, Loki's gone. Does Sylvie become the next Loki? Does Sylvie enter the MCU afterwards, after this adventure, and, you know, shapeshift once in a while she's Sylvie, once in a while she's, you know, she's a male version of Loki? You know, I, I would have liked to have seen that. And, you know, this way you get a new dynamic, Thor gets his brother back, and now Thor also has, a, you know, a sister back, too. He has pulled Loki and Sylvie because he lost Loki and Hela uh, in, in, his own, in his own timeline. But, yeah, I am back in on Loki. We'll see what episode five brings for me this week. Or today, and uh, and in the meantime, we'll listen to Ty's thoughts on Loki episode four. What do you have to say for us, Ty? Hey, this is Ty from the Put a Pop Podcast reviewing Loki episode four, the Nexus event. All right, I feel like a lot happened, and in some ways, a lot didn't happen. So let me explain. Uh, in the beginning of the episode, we kind of see when Sylvie's taken. Right, she's kidnapped by. By the men and men here and, and brought to the TVA, uh, but it's not from her perspective. It's from the agent uh, Ravana. Ravana. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, from her perspective, kind of recounting that when she when she uh, kidnapped her, which was kind of an odd thing to do. Instead of making it from Sylvie's perspective, they seem to kind of be uh, pushing Sylvie more and more into the spotlight and making her, in some ways, almost a central character. Um, and then we get her and Loki preparing for the end. As it turns out, I guess this planet is really going to be destroyed and they are on it. This was not uh, an enchantress trick as I may have thought in the last, uh, my last review. Uh, but just as they're about to be killed, they're actually found by the TVA and Mobius rescues them, which I don't really understand why. Isn't the goal of the TVA to eradicate these two beings? Um, so for whatever reason, they're rescued and imprisoned once again. Uh, so Loki tells Mobius, you know, that TVA has been lying to him and explains about the variants, to which Mo Mobius doesn't actually trust him and believe him. He thinks he's just trying to survive. And he throws him into a time loop where uh, Sif from Asgard, uh, this time that Loki cut off her hair and she constantly gets angry at him, hits him uh, in the crotch and punches him in the face and then walks out of the room and comes back in and starts the whole thing over and over again. So, you know, we get this moment there where Loki keeps trying to plead with her not to attack him, to work with him, tries to tell her what's happening. Finally gets to a point where he tells her, you know, listen, what I did was wrong. It wasn't funny. You know, I'm a narcissist and I've always craved attention and I'm sorry for that. And she finally doesn't hit him. She helps him to his feet and says, you know, you're, you're, you've always been alone. You're always going to be alone. Um, which, you know, I guess is supposed to summarize what a terrible person Loki is. But this character moment feels a little unearned to me as, you know, in episode one, they did that little clip show to make Loki into the one that we know and love, you know, that he got to experience all these memories and events that the Loki we really did follow uh, experienced. And, you know, seeing him 
being a better person, being a better Loki so quickly uh, throughout the series hasn't really worked as well for me as it would if if he kept kind of uh, finding moments where he has to kind of earn those 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 kinder moments. And here it just didn't uh, it didn't really work for me. But you know, I I, I like seeing uh, a Loki that we can root for. I just wish it was a little bit more conflict there. Um, at the same time, Mobius is very suspicious now, and he actually uh, starts looking into um, the the things that Loki has told him is happening in TVA, and he's trying to find some of the, the hunters that Sylvie enchanted, because a lot of them claim that they have memories of what really happened to them and who they are. And he finds out that uh, he's being lied to by, by uh, Ravana Renslayer, the... Uh, the, the judge who's in charge and uh, he has a history with her and they were friends, maybe lovers. And um, she seems to be lying to him and he doesn't trust her anymore. He finds out that she's keeping things from him and that these hunters really do have memories of their, their lives on earth uh, as they are variants and they've been kidnapped. So he decides that he's going to help Loki um, at the same time, Sylvie and uh, Hunter, I think it's 15. The, the one that she um, she last enchanted two episodes ago, who really was not a fan of Loki, who fa- tracked him down in episode one, um, they they kind of start working together. And uh, Sylvie lets her experience her memories again, and she realizes, you know, that, that Sylvie's showing her the truth, and they're going to work together. So uh, eventually uh, there comes a point where uh, Mobius rescues Loki, and then he is destroyed by TVA agents. They... Uh, they, pr- they prune him. They destroy him with those uh, disintegrating rods, and he's gone, which was pretty jaw-dropping to me. I was not expecting them to kill Owen uh, Wilson that quickly, especially after he just found out the truth and about his jet skis. Um, and then Loki and Sylvie are brought before the timekeepers, uh, and there's this really terribly choreographed fight, which I, I'm sorry. It's just really bad. It it's, doesn't look good. It's cheesy. Um, they everything's kind of like over exaggerated They're throwing this knife around to help each other. You know, uh, agent 15 that's been working hunter 15. That's been working with Sylvie appears and, and gives them a hand. Um, it, it, it's kind of messy for me, but, uh, it eventually leads to the realization that the timekeepers are androids. They're not real. Um, they, they had one and it's just a robot head. So, you know, my, my guess from a few episodes ago that they were not what they seemed, they may not even be real was very right. It was very correct. Uh, and we still don't quite know who's in charge here though. I've, I've read some, some possible guesses. Um, but we find out the timekeepers don't exist. So the TVA is definitely, definitely, uh, shady. <laughs> they're, they're not who they seem. They've been kidnapping people and, and lying to them. Uh, Judge Ravana actually kills our Loki as he's about to express his love for Sylvie in this really weird thing where he finds out that he has feelings for his possible other variant version of himself. So I don't I don't know how I feel about that Loki being in love with Loki, but it does kind of feed into that narcissism. And again, just as he's about to reveal his feelings for her, uh, he is pruned. He's he's shot, you know, hit from behind by these disintegrating poles. Uh, and that was really shocking to me. And I said, you know, to myself, like, whoa, maybe this was the big moment where it turns out Sylvie's going to be the new Loki in the MCU and they're really going to focus on her. Uh, and this was just kind of a stepping stone for her. And, you know, as sad as it would be to see Tom Hiddleston gone, I think it would kind of make sense and it'd work in a lot of ways. Um, so, you know, we we kind of looks like it's going to end here. Uh, with Sylvie uh, taking Ravona captured and trying to get information about from her about what's really going on uh, here at uh, the TVA. 
Um, and then there's a post credit scene, I think the first one of the series. And turns out that Loki's not dead. I don't know where he's gone to, but he's been transported somewhere and he's encountered by uh, three other like Lokis from other, I guess, from other timelines and all different outfits. Um, one in particular has the the old school Loki outfit. He's an old man. Then there's a young child and then like kind of like a middle-aged guy. And uh, they're all very, very different and unique. We just got a quick glimpse of them. So I'm curious to see where this goes in the next episode. Uh, yeah. So, you know, a, a lot of big shocks and twists, but I'm a little disappointed. You know, I feel like uh, this moment where it seemed like they had killed Mobius and Loki kind of feel, fell short because in the post credits of the same episode, they reveal that this doesn't kill them. Um, and whether it's just Loki that's alive or all of them, I don't know yet. But uh, I was a little bummed out. You know, it really, they really convinced me that they were maybe going to do something pretty bold here. And uh, they obviously very quickly decided that was not the case. And they wanted people to know that before even the next episode. I, I would have been fine waiting a week to, to think Tom Hiddleston was gone. Um, I also... Uh, when I again mentioned, you know, that Sylvie and, and Loki, all Lokis are, are supposed to be gender fluid and part of the LGBTQIA community, and yet they really have not done anything with it. They haven't leaned into it. And this kind of imagery of the TVA is like fascist kidnapping uh, young Sylvie. Um, I don't know if that's their way of kind of leaning into that narrative, but uh, it just hasn't really worked as well for me. Um, and I think uh, they can do better. So. Yeah, again, uh, the show is, is definitely keeping me on my toes. I'm not sure exactly where it's going. There's definitely some fun moments and fun imagery. Um, but I definitely thought there were some weak moments to this episode. And I'm hoping uh, the last two episodes of the season can really bring it all home and, and bring it together. And we find out uh, who the true villain is here. Um, I'm still waiting for that Sylvie and Trenches reveal. So, again, we'll be back next week uh, with a review of episode five of Loki uh, for the Politipop podcast. I've been Ty. See you then. Thanks so much for your input, Ty, as always. Now, normally I don't listen to what he says, and I try to make it a little joke at the end of the episode, and I say, oh, I totally agree with what you said, blah, 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 even though I haven't heard what he said. Uh, but I heard a little bit of what he said while I was editing the episode, and uh, one thing I will say is that uh, when he said, why not just let the Lamentis event uh, kill uh, Sylvie and Loki, which, you know, would make sense. They don't want them there anymore. Uh, it seems more so that they want to prune people. Like, even at the end, like, they really, they said the timekeepers are going to oversee the pruning of the variants. So, uh, you know, also, their love was creating a nexus event. Like, it was going there. That variant energy was spiking. Where uh, we've seen in previous episodes that if you go into an apocalypse, pretty much anything you do doesn't matter. But their love is so powerful that it does matter. And I think that's why the TVA had to step in and quote unquote save them. You know, which was really take them back for processing and eventually pruning. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Because, uh, you know, we found out that, you know, Loki got pruned and he went to another place and met with a bunch of other Lokis, which looks fun. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe episode five starts off with Mobius seeing all of his alternate selves Drillbit Taylor and the dude from Wedding Crashers and from Marley and Me he just goes wow but uh, that concludes this week's mini review folks thanks so much for tuning in uh, look up the Politipop podcast and uh, find us on whatever social media you happen to be using tune in every Friday-ish 
uh, for a more dense episode uh, dealing with more social and political issues. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, We'll see you next week with another Loki mini-review.